Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's talk some more football with our guy, Josh Pate, from the Late Kick Podcast and talk some college football with him. Josh, how you doing tonight, man? I'm good, man. I'm just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and I see nothing but college football lines on the monitor in front of me. So life is very good right now. Thank God, Josh. Please tell me you're taking Stony Brook to cover against Oregon, huh? Yeah, I'm on my fourth hour of research on Stony Brook. Wow. Really love their right guard. Sitting. No, I'm not even going to continue that sentence. <laughs> he I know is nothing solid. about him. He is solid for a two-star, though. Let, yeah. me, let me get right into this, Josh. You said, hi, Josh. I'm Trista Crick, new new co-host. I don't know if you guys. She's the girl that said Sons and Four. Josh. I'm that Sons and Four girl, Ben Simmons girl. So gotcha. hard-hitting okay, okay, questions. Gotcha. You said on your podcast, SC needs to figure out what SC is. I am a Pac-12 fan. I went to Oregon. Quack, quack. Big win over Ohio State, by the way. Huge. And I really do Didn't miss. Hear about it. I really do miss the days when the Trojans were for real and they had an identity and they had big bullies on the block. They had exciting running backs, exciting quarterbacks. Like, how do they go back to getting that swag? Besides this going to get Pete Carroll. This is interesting because I think people don't believe there are folks who feel like you do, but I know it's true because there are Clemson fans that I know that will confide in me that they miss Miami being good. They miss Florida State being good. And it sounds counterintuitive because, well, don't you want the easiest path? No. Well, if you, have, if you have competitive spirit about you, yeah, you want to win, but you want to be challenged. And right now, USC is not a challenge. At least it's not the challenge it should be. No. What, I, what I said, and, and it's the answer to your question, is, you know, right now, let, let's pretend the four of us are head coaching candidates. I think we're taking a step too far and just immediately looking at who the next head coach needs to be. But if we were all on that list, would, would you guys not look at USC right now and think, hold up a second, do I, a person with options, want to go there and work for an administration that was so incompetent they let a guy get two games into a new season before they figured out it was time to let him go? Yeah. You've got to have top-down You've got to have a freight train with every car on the same tracks moving the same direction. They don't have that there right now. And what I said the other night that still rings true because nothing's changed is I don't really think if you ask the people who are making decisions there right now, what is USC? What are the critical factors? What's the culture here? I don't think they could answer it the way that like Arkansas can answer it. And that's why they hit a grand slam with hiring Sam Pittman. Now, there are five elite starting D1 quarterbacks, including Bryce Young, that grew up within a couple hours of SC's campus who never even had the Trojans on their radar. How do you go from 2009 when 20% of the NFL started USC quarterbacks to today when they can't even get a look, a sniff at an elite talent? Yeah, it, it extends beyond. It's the quarterback situation gets the spotlight, but it's all about development, which is obvious. But think about what you just said. You, If you're in Alabama or a Clemson, Think about the chore. If you don't know anything about college sports, think about the chore to convince someone to up and move from Southern California to live in Tuscaloosa or live in Clemson for the most formative years of their youth, of their young adulthood. It makes no sense until you realize those places are offering so much more in the way of development. And guys, guys (laughs) just understand, but it it is money, but it's not in the way you mean it. Because I've talked to some of these kids before. I've talked to some of their parents before. And it's what they'll say is, 
we've got a 40-year decision to make, not a four-year decision. Mm. Right. And the four-year decision, you, know, if you want to go have fun, yeah, you can stay out west, but this is a generational life, several life-changing 40-year decision, and there's no there's no alternative that's even given. The option's not even on the table to go to Southern Cal if you're making a business decision. All right, Josh, let's get to the nitty-gritty. Just tell us why Urban Meyer's going to be the next head coach and why he's going to be incompetent at Jacksonville. <laughs> Oh, man. Listen, I I root for this, okay? I'm a college guy, so I openly root for this. And I – look, I believed everyone who said when he was going to the NFL, this is not for him. He is not good at losing at all. And I think you're seeing that right now with him sweating preseason games. I think the college game is built for him. I know I heard the – I heard the denial today, but we've heard those before. I am going to selfishly root for this to happen because it is a tailor-made – situation for him and i can assure you that culture situation would be rectified very quickly under urban meyer at southern cal so josh uh we've hit on all the big stories in college football i have to ask you about possibly the biggest and it involves uh, a team that i'm very heavily interested in this season and that's kansas state oh. <laughs> over five and a half wins my number one college football <laughs> bet right there with wyoming over eight wins two locks of the year i don't ever say, i don't use the word locks but those are locks um, Just use it three times. Skylar Thompson, he's out indefinitely. They're saying he's going to return at some point. I'm still a little concerned. They got Nevada this week. I feel like this is a trap, but they are right now two-point dogs over at BetMGM. What are your thoughts on this Kansas State team moving forward and uh, this matchup with Nevada? Yeah, so when all this Big 12 uh, flux started to happen, I got a text from someone who would really be in the know on such things, and they essentially said, hey, with the Big 12's future being uncertain, you need to keep an eye on Chris Kleiman at Kansas State. Uh, you need to keep an eye on Mike Gundy, who's been a longtime guy at Oklahoma State. Basically, what they were saying was these guys may be auditioning their last opportunity to audition to get out of the Big 12. So there's all the motivation in the world. Even if that's not true, there's motivation. But I think this game this weekend may very well determine whether you're over hits or not. And I'll tell you, Kansas State plus two is one of my five officials for the week, at Let's least go. right now, five officials. So I like them. I'm always really, really gung-ho about playing on spots where college quarterbacks are out because I think there's such a market overcorrection. I think there's a public snap judgment overcorrection. Outside of, for instance, your Bryce Youngs or your DJ Uyangalos, I'm a believer that in certain systems, Kansas State being one of them, the college quarterback is overvalued starter to backup. And I think that's the case here. And I think that's why you didn't see that line balloon like maybe you thought it would. Keep in mind, there's also an article out this week. It's by some of our guys, but I disagree with it, that says Carson Strong, you know, locked to be the number one overall pick, top quarterback. That's who they're playing. That is Nevada going into Kansas State. So you're telling me that this team over here is without their starter. This team's got the best quarterback in the country. And that line barely budged tells you it's already baked in is what it tells you and there's something to be said when a team has a full week of knowing they got to do it without their starter special teams coaches view it as their super bowl defensive coordinators view it as their super bowl it's sort of a wounded animal backed into the corner mentality and in their own building i think kansas state's going to find a way to win the game i do too so i'm glad to hear you on the same side uh you bring up top quarterbacks obviously a lot of hype around spencer rattler and i'm looking at that line this weekend 22 and a half point favorites oklahoma is we'll so we'll stay in the big 12 here what have you been your thoughts man because like week one he should have been picked off three times and i'm kind of seeing some of the same stuff we saw last year, you know, when he was benched, you know, for, for a short period of time by Lincoln Riley. Like, obviously, he has the arm talent, but he makes some very questionable decisions. 
Um, what are your thoughts on his play so far? I mean, it's really early in the season, so I'm not trying to overreact here. And that game against Nebraska, because I feel like that's almost a trap. 22 and a half, I feel like Oklahoma's going to roll them. Yeah, I, I make the game 23. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not all that out of whack with what the number is on the board right now, but I will tell you, it is not shocking to me to see Rattler play the way he's played, but exactly. I've spoken about this several times, and I, I'm, you know, I don't do the whole bash college kid sort of deal, but I'm, I'm telling you right That's now. That's what I do. Yeah, <laughs> so to, to each his and her own. But what <laughs> happened in the re, in the recruiting world? What happened was a few years ago we had this transcendently great class. Uh, it was the one Trevor Lawrence was in. It was the one Justin Fields was in, and whatnot. And then there was a class after it. And what happens in our world, like I also work for 24-7 Sports, so we are putting star ratings on kids. What happens sometimes is you have to have a number one quarterback in the country every cycle, obviously. But not all number ones are equal. Like last year's number one could be way better than this year's number one. Well, Spencer Rattler ended up being way highly ranked, and so people automatically assume, okay, well, he is comparable to Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. He's not. He is not as good as those guys. But because he's got that preseason Heisman hype, because there was no better name to insert into the blank, and because he's just a returning starter, everyone always expects returning starter equals automatic quantum leap. Well, here's a counter. What if you're already seeing everything that he is? And what if what he is is a good but flawed quarterback? Because that's what I think he's been so far. But I'll tell you what wasn't there last year that is there this year. And that is a surefire stud behind him named Caleb Williams. And you go all the way back to their spring game, and it wasn't that I was shouting quarterback controversy, but if anyone watched their spring game, they saw that dude. You can tell talent. You don't need to know anything about evaluation. When you see sure fire five-star talent, you see it jump out of his hand. You see those quick twitch in the backfield. He's got it. And so that's something to keep in mind every time you see a pick thrown by Spencer Rattler this year. That coaching staff knows they got a world-class backup on their hands. He's just so much better when he gets rid of the ball quickly, man. But when he hangs on to it, that's when he's like a little bit of a disaster. And then they show him every time that he's walking into the stadium, he's always by himself. Now that he's making money off his endorsements, I hope he's uh, taking care of his boys, the offensive line. That's how I do my handicapping, too. Who's taking care of their guys? Josh, I have one question as an Oregon Duck fan, and I need you to give it to me straight. (laughs) Are we for real? I want you to define for real, first off, before I give it to you straight. Like, can I book a ticket to Indianapolis? Do you love the sport of football? If you do, yes, go ahead and book your trip. Uh, are you strictly an Oregon gal and you just want to see them play? I would be careful. What I would tell you to do is book a trip to the Pac-12 championship game. Don't they play that in Vegas now? Ooh, Yes. Do, yeah, so do that. Have so you would prefer you know to just do that and just let the chips fall. Do, like, what do you think our upside is, logis- like, realistically? Well, here's what I think you have to watch. Okay, so right now, Anthony Brown's your starting quarterback. Obviously playing good enough for you guys to go into Columbus and win last week. Looks better than and Rattler. Sort of, yeah, and so what I wonder, though, is <laughs> I wonder if the quarterback on that roster that has the highest physical upside isn't Ty Thompson, who's the true freshman quarterback. Now, he was not ready to take over the reins to start the season, but there's been a widely held belief kind of around insiders around that program, and I happen to agree with this, that there may be a point in time this year where Ty Thompson is ready. And you remember back when Bama ultimately won a title with Tua when he came off the bench at half. That was what it felt like that whole year. Jalen Hurts was the starter, but people inside the Alabama program, they kept telling you, uh, Jalen's our second-best quarterback, but we don't really know what to do. Like, he's, 
he's almost undefeated as a starter. Like, what do we do? Well, finally, halftime of the title game came. There's no easy time to do it is what I'm saying. But if Mario Cristobal gets to a point where he realizes I Thompson gives us the best opportunity to win, that's one of the biggest crossroads in a young coach's career is how he handles hiring decisions and then how he handles the quarterback position because you only get to screw that up once and you can lose a locker room. Josh, why is Alabama only a 15-point favorite? He didn't against... answer, though. Did you well, guys notice? He didn't say what he... our upside is. He said, like, we'll see. Well, CJ might – your running back might uh, <laughs> be a Heisman finalist, but that's, that's... – <laughs> there you go. You can get a Heisman I'm not. I'm not pushing back because she's absolutely right. That's he... what they taught me in sports broadcast school. Just he's like, I don't – he's like, I don't know, he's girl. Your O-line but... looks good. Your D-line looks good. You've Now you got guys that are injured. you got a quarterback situation. Who knows? Pac-12 title game is about as much as I can tell you. We'll just see. We'll just see if you lose to Utah or UCLA or end of October. Talk to me then. That's it. Yeah. Josh, we got about 60 seconds here. Why is Alabama only a 15-point favorite against Florida, and why are the odds makers wrong? I think it is young quarterback on road, hostile environment first time. I think it is pass protection issues on the right side of the offensive line. I think it is two of their best pass rushers either being out or being questionable. But at the same time, I think Alabama is going to cover. See, and that's why I like Josh. I'm going to take. I'm going to take Bama. Right in, in the first half to cover eight. Death taxes like Bama in the 15? first half, Josh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's. I got it tattooed on my lower back. That's how much I believe in it. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. I would hate to see I'd that. I'd like to see it. <laughs> Josh, thanks so much, man. We'll have to have you out again here soon. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the games. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank thanks. you, Josh. That's our guy, Josh Pate. You can find his work with the uh, Late Kick podcast covering college football. And uh, Tristan, I'm with you on Oregon. I think they're for real. They're not even healthy right now, and they just beat Ohio State. He yeah. was really – he laughed when I said that. No, he, he like laughed hysterically. He, he literally was like defined for real. And then I, I said, can I book a ticket to Indianapolis? He's like, and Cam, our producer, both it, like uproarious laughter. That was like a genuine laugh, too. That wasn't even like one of those laughs. You like the journalism. Like, oh, <laughs> Cam, Cam's, a, he, like, Cam's a Nebraska fan, his, and he's it laughing. Was an yeah. out, it was what we would call it in a bit an outburst. It Cam, was literally – Cam's team beats Fordham, and all of a sudden he's, he's, he's in here talking trash. Uh, hashtag never forget <laughs> We're my, back, baby. Hey, how about my boys from Toledo taking it to my boys from Notre Dame and covering the spread? Yet my, I love my, that. my yet my squad going two and zero. Sounds like a depressing. That was Saturday. great. Twenty minutes from now, I'll give my uh, my lock of the week in college football. You got to stick around. Tell your friends. Tell your grandmother's friends. They want to win money too. Yeah. Bingo. That's thirty. Well, thought, that's thirty seventy. You're going to win money. Thought they win money on bingo. No, only thirty percent of the time. It works every time.